Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Day two of each test match throughout the summer. Nick Hockley, the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, joins us. Nick, Happy New Year to you. Thank you, Jared. Happy New Year. And, <laughs> and to everyone listening. How, how relieved were we that that ball didn't tickle Warner's bail, the oh, second last ball last night? Oh, my goodness. Uh, very, very close. But, you know, I think he's capitalised on those types of opportunities where he's had a let-off previously. So, you know, let's hope he comes out with the same kind of intent he showed on the first ball. What did you make of day one here in Sydney? I thought it was a, an excellent day of cricket. I think probably honours shared. Uh, I was, you know, middle of the day, it looked no chance of Pakistan getting over 300. So I think it just shows the, you know, the level of determination, tenacity, uh, the, you know, the tail wagging significantly. And um, so, you know, I think the, the whole series has been played in, in a great spirit. And, uh, you know, I know speaking to the, my, my counterparts at the Pakistan Cricket Board, you know, they're, they're seriously up for this game. And they've, they, I think they've, they've built, their confidence has been built. Um, they see this as their ultimate, ultimate test playing against Australia in Australia. And I think they demonstrated that yesterday. So we're, we're in a match. And, um, you yeah, know, great to see such a, a wonderful crowd. Um, I particularly noticed all the kids coming in um, yes, yesterday. Uh, the families, so uh, yeah, we're hoping for a fantastic test match. 33,900 here. I was curious, we were here for the semi-final when there was this huge Pakistan contingent at the World Cup and then they owned the night at the MCG of the final. Have, do you feel like you am quite tapped into that community again to draw them back to see their team in test cricket? Yeah, it's a really interesting one. I think we see that when we play on the subcontinent that uh, there's a great level of interest in test cricket, but actually going for a day of test cricket um, is maybe not as, um, you know, there's not as many people turn out as, as, as T20 where they get, get, get massive crowds. And I think the same is true locally. I mean, there have been a whole load of wonderful events uh, involving the Pakistani community. We've gone to great lengths to in- engage the community. Uh, you know, I think that we have a supporter bay that's been particularly vocal. Yep. I thought the banter uh, between that group and Bay 13 at the MCG was great. So, you know, I think small but vocal support, um, you know, and that's the challenge ahead of us is to, you know, I think we'll talk about it later on, but, you know, T20 is the vehicle that brings everybody in and then, you know, graduating people to become test aficionados. I know that um, there's a, a lot of Pakistan fans have come from all around the world, from the UK, from, from the US. Uh, I know that's been noticed and appreciated by the Pakistan team. All right. There's more on the future of Test cricket shortly. Um, how's the search for Dave Warner's baggy greens going? Do you oh, know? goodness. Well, I think it's just a, it's a, it's a great mystery. It hasn't turned up yet. Um, lots of people have been working very hard to try and um, you know, look under every, every rock. Um, and I just implore 
people, um, yeah, anyone knows anything to come forward. It, uh, it is the thing that you know, every kid aspires to, to wear. Um, but it, you know, at the moment, it's just a, a great mystery. And I do want to thank everyone who's been working hard to try and locate it. Does it feel a bit forlorn? Well, it hasn't turned up yet. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, we keep our fingers crossed. The Warner legacy is a big part of what's playing out in front of us. What's your view as the current chief executive of Cricket Australia as what legacy Dave Warner leaves cricket in this country? I think it's massive and I think he'll continue to make an immense contribution. Uh, It's been a really great moment and week to reflect on his entire career. I mean, there's a lot of cricket. Um, I think Andrew McDonald said it, uh, our greatest all-format player ever um, and I think this week has been a great opportunity to reflect on his entire journey I mean to be um, really plucked straight into international cricket with hardly playing any any first class cricket shows the prodigious talent that he is I, I think um, and he's uh, just just gone on I think you know he's as fit as fit as he's ever been um, and it's just been a great opportunity to to celebrate everything's achieved the numbers for me which are really remarkable the two five and six you know, second highest t20 scorer fifth highest test scorer uh, in australian history and, and six in odis um just uh yeah says it all do you like the setting a, a proper and formal farewell for a great uh, absolutely i think it's really really important and something that we're we're looking to do um, and working with the aca on uh, is celebrating uh, the, the heritage of the game former greats, uh, current greats. And, you know, it's... Uh, I think the other thing about David is, and I think with all the cricketers, they travel so much, and his family and friends have been such a support. So it's just a really nice, I think, moment for them to recognise them as well as as well as well Davey. My only other question out of yesterday's play. So with 34,000 people here, there had been 48 overs bowled to tee. Are you an administrator who worries about over rates in Test cricket? I think... Um, we need to keep keep the game moving, uh, and yeah, I think yesterday we saw ten wickets in a day. So I think when the game is moving in that sense, and there are a lot of you know, there are a lot of uh, changeovers, there was a change of innings as well. You know, I think that um, it's it's maybe less of, con- of a concern. But I think when the game is is getting slower, I do think it's really incumbent on on both captains, and I think it's really incumbent on the the umpires and the match referees to to keep the game moving. It- there's experimentation with the shot clock in shorter forms. That sort of seems to make an enormous amount of sense, doesn't it? As to you're on the clock to change overs. Absolutely, and but there, I mean there are penalties in place. I mean really quite harsh penalties. Think back to the the Ashes players forfeited entireties of their match fees. Uh, so, you know I think it's something again on on the captains and the officials to all be working together to keep the game moving. The biggest topic in cricket is the trajectory, the evolution, the, the fate of the, the most cherished form, Test cricket. Maybe we just go piece by piece before the overall. How concerned are you to see South Africa's board prioritise its domestic T20 competition over a Test series? Yeah, well, I think that's been a wake-up call for everyone. I, I mean, I think the, the role of T20, as I mentioned earlier, bringing new Big kids in kids into the game, uh, new people into the game can't can't be underestimated. Um, yeah, I think their T20 comp as compared to the Big Bash, we're in our thirteenth edition. They're in their second. Uh, there's quite a short comp. I think for me, I think the believe that the two can coexist. 
and I think that this is a, you know, if anything, this was uh, you know, a real scheduling, um, sub, really suboptimal scheduling. Um, and I would, you know, I think we in Australia, um, you know, it's very clear that throughout the throughout the whole period that the Big Bash has been been around, we've we've always prioritised international cricket, always prioritised Test cricket, and we will always do that. Um, but I think you know this has shone a light, and um, certainly we'll be working with the, the ICC, um, working with through scheduling groups to make sure those types of clashes um, don't uh, don't manifest. Um, and really champion the fact that people need to be prioritising international cricket. That's South Africa. The West Indies squad scenario is no different. Seven uncapped players and their 15 coming here. Now, the cause is totally different. How concerned are you that a team that was weak in Test cricket has been through various circumstances weakened further and is very shortly due on our shores? Yeah, I mean, I think the West Indies situation has been um, a bit... A bit longer in, in the make. I mean, I think if we if we step right back, if you if you speak to the the vast, vast, vast majority of players, um, you know they all want to play Test cricket. If you speak to the coaching staff, Test cricket is where people really hone their craft. Uh, I think that the you know the Mitch Stark example is a perfect case in point. He's commanded the highest IPL uh, figure, um, having prioritised Test cricket over everything else for the last three years. Um, so. Uh, yeah, again, I think that um, it's incumbent on all of us to work together to get the scheduling right um, and then to be supporting the other countries to, to be prioritising. I think the World Test Championship is a, um, has been a really, a really positive development um, and you know, teams do care about their position on the World Test Championship table and, and, and the points. So um, you know, I think this uh, West Indies side let, it remains to be seen. I know that it remains to be seen how, how, how strong they are. They have got some younger talent coming out and you know, they'll be wanting to make a name for themselves. Um, uh, the, the question is how long we can keep people in the international game before they then go on uh, to, to T20 competitions. Is the FTP doing its job? So I guess one of the, we were just talking about, South Africa and India is going to be crying out for a decider, but it's a two-test series. And regrettably, this has become such a trend as all you can squeeze in is two tests. It is... Is there a need to reform the FTP to recognise the stresses at the moment? Yeah, so I talked about the World Test Championship. I think, uh, for me, th- two, the preference is at minimum three test series. Uh, so we'll keep advocating and championing, uh, championing that. So I do think there is work to be done on, uh, on, on the FTP going forward. And it's really cementing the, uh, the World Test Championship uh, Really advocating for three, uh, three test series is an absolute minimum, um, and then as best as we possibly can, making sure that domestic T20 competitions, um, we minimise the overlap for those countries where it is a source of um, important source of revenue, um, but that, but that every country is prioritising international and particularly test cricket. Do, do you think there's a future where fewer nations play test cricket? Uh, I think um, you know, what we've seen over the last few years in Australia and what we're seeing this summer is uh, and what we saw in, in, the, in the UK over the English summer is that uh, test cricket is, is really thriving um, in certain countries uh, and uh, in, that, um, in that sense it is a bit of a two-speed two economy um, so um, the, 
the, the, the really the, the challenge is that we we continue to support those countries that um, that uh, are, are struggling a, a little bit more in terms of, of Test cricket. But the the other piece is, you know, we saw the Netherlands as an example um, doing really well in a, in a t ten team ODI World Cup. Is actually supporting all cricketing countries to grow and give f further opportunities more broadly. So when you cast your mind forward, um, you know I think Test cricket is the ultimate, and, and you really want to see as, as many countries, uh, many countries challenging as possible. So you could sort of, I could paint you a picture where, so cricket is in rude health the way that it's growing, and I could see a world where there's a T20 World Cup with 32 nations playing, but I can't see a world where the same number of test nations are playing I'm just not and in the middle will be the World Cup which was delightful for the progress of Afghanistan and for the Netherlands um, I just wonder you rightly point out the two speed economy Australia England and India are going to be the bastions of test cricket but what are your responsibilities to try to keep other nations or to bring them up to speed where they seem to have lagged I think the whole, all the member nations together have a collective responsibility um, and I think it's about context, um, I think it's about leading by example um, I think uh, you know, I think it is um, you know, continuing to prioritise the World Test Championship um, and realise it, it, is, it, is it is a balancing act um, and I think we should be um, you know, we should be celebrating. I think you're absolutely right that you know, Test cricket here in those countries is in absolutely rude health. I've been, as I said, thrilled by the numbers of, of families that have come in. Uh, yeah, absolutely thrilled with the crowds, thrilled with the, te the television audiences. Um, so there's a, there's a, a little bit around supporting, but there's also a bit which is actually, you know, for um, players around the world aspiring to be. Uh, testing themselves in, in the ultimate, and, and the Pakistan team have you know, said that this is that this is their ultimate. So, uh, I think Bangladesh uh, are a really strong emerging nation, um, and um, yeah, ultimately it is a balance. There's never been more opportunities for players. There's never been more investment in cricket. There's never been more people around the world watching cricket. Um, so, yeah, it continues to be a really a really fine balancing act. Do you feel confident that? In however many years' time, Pakistan will again be on a test tour of Australia. Very confident, uh, and uh, yeah, I think we're not due to play them again in test series. They're out here next year for for, for white ball, uh, three T20, three ODIs. Um, but um, yeah, certainly within the next eight years, we'll look to play them again. So I was wondering, we're about to see the next two summers are going to be bonanzas. I wonder if we'll get to the end of those summers and go, well, why, are we, why would we have a summer without one of those two nations here when that's the premium product and when that's what everybody wants to see? I wonder if we, we'll flip the question in future and say, what, why aren't we playing India and England as the premium products all the time? Uh, well, we're, we're fortunate that England and India are coming out, um, whether it's a white ball or test series, uh, you know, more frequently than, than they have. Um, so that is part of the thinking, but we want to see everybody strong. You know, I, you know, there were people that suggested that this was uh, going to be a, you know, a, week, a week of summer, but we've had record crowds in Perth, had a huge turnout uh, in Melbourne, and this has just been a, the, most, the, most, the most wonderful event. So you know, I think, as again, it just goes, Test cricket is really, really strong uh, in Australia, uh, and, it, and these players want to play 
in, in Australia against the best, you know, the best team in the world. So, um, you know, I think that um, I think it's, it's it is um, it's about keeping the whole of, of um, the whole all cricketing con con countries strong and really supporting new and emerging cricketing countries. And you know, I think the U.S. is is massively exciting to have the you know the the kind of the, the triple momentum of. Uh, T20 World Cup, the launch of Major League Cricket, now cricket in the LA 28 Olympic Games. Uh, you know, I think cricket is um, you're arguably one of, if not the fastest growing team sport in the world. So we, we do cherish Test cricket as the primary form of the game. That's, there's no question, I believe, every word you say on that front. Is, is, it, is it a truth internationally, or do you think it's just a... So I read South Africa's cricket board statement where they spoke about test cricket and their actions are exactly the opposite, for, for whatever reasons. Is that truly held around the world, that test cricket is still the form by enough administrators, visionaries and countries? I believe it is. I think it is the challenge is the economics. Um, and so... Uh, I think there are parts of the world where you know, the, the revenue from a T20, an ODI, and a test match are the same, yet the cost of putting on a test match is significantly higher. So, um, yeah, ultimately, um, you know, I believe that the, the cricket fan um, will determine uh, you know, what they want, want to see. Um, and the cricket fans in Australia are voting with their feet that they want to see test cricket. And they're also voting with their feet that they want to see Big Bash, and that's the beauty, beauty of cricket. So, um, but I think universally amongst players, um, coaches, and administrators, uh, there is a recognition that you know, the purest form of the game is test cricket. Uh, the, the, the ultimate test is test cricket. Um, and the format in which uh, players build their skills to be successful in other formats is test cricket. Yep. Uh, on our two major events, Boxing Day and the New Year's Test, have you locked long-term contracts in with the MCC and the, S, uh, the SCG Trust? Uh, we're in discussions uh, at, the, at the moment around the next seven years uh, yep. with uh, right across the country. Yep. So that um, you, you'll do the suite all at once rather than... So it, it feels to me like there's no world in which these two tests aren't in Melbourne and Sydney. The, the, what we're working on is to... Um, really give everybody certainty about the future program for the next seven years. And that's all about um, working together with venues, working together with tourism boards um, to make the international summers of cricket in Australia as big as they can possibly be. Uh, what we've had previously is you get to the end of a season, people kind of have it fall in a heap, have a rest, come back, and then we'll try and work out the schedule for next year. Uh, we think we can do way better than that. Um, uh, we've show, seen through the World Cups, uh, that we, when we work together with tourism boards and venues, uh, we can really drive massive international, interstate uh, attendance. You know, I love it when big events come to town and you've got city dressing banners, yep. you, know, you come into the airport. So all of those types of things. And you know, what's been great is as we're having those, we're having those discussions against the backdrop of just the most, you know, the most uh, wonderful um, test matches that, that we've seen. So really constructive discussions, and it'd be great to get to a point as soon as we can where everybody's got certainty about what the, the next seven years look like. And the last one for today. So when Usman Khawaja plays in the BBL next week, it, will he be able to wear his Dove sticker? Yeah, so um, as I said, I think I've said previously, we work really constructively with... Um, with Uzi. We did support uh, his application um, for the Dove to the ITC. So 
Uh, once the test is finished, we'll sit down. I think he'll um, presumably then make an application to us. And I think given that we supported him uh, to make the application to the uh, ICC, I can't see that we'd have an objection. This is the pink test. It supports the McGrath Foundation. We're at 115,400 virtual seats as it's been flashed up on the scoreboard. So that's well beyond $2 million raised. It's given this test such a sense of purpose, hasn't it, over, well, nearly a decade now? Absolutely. And it's, you know, that's where cricket goes beyond cricket. Uh, it brings everyone together. It's brought, you know, brings communities, uh, brings people from around the world. And, you know, I think um, the... McGrath, uh, partnership with the McGrath Foundation is the, the benchmark. I, I get, I've had multiple calls. Every year I get calls um, in the lead-up, but also then after the test match saying, tell us about it. We want to learn other sports, other cricket boards are trying to emulate it. I think it is, without question, the best social purpose, um, social impact partnership in world sport. Um, and yeah, we were all really thrilled with the success of the, um, the partnership with the Shane Warne Legacy as well. So yeah, I think it's our responsibility uh, as, as the game, um, but also when the community comes together to do, do, you know, have a positive impact. And um, just full credit to, to Glenn McGrath, Holly Masters, the, whole, the McGrath, team at the McGrath Foundation. They are just absolutely wonderful to deal with. Tomorrow's the dedicated day. So enjoy watching Dave Warner bat today, Nick. Hopefully it's uh, long and prosperous and it's good to see you. Yeah, thanks, Jared.